baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Someone texting in, where is Jordana? The show is off the rails without her here. I feel the same way. When the cat's away, the mice will play. We need that female influence in the studio to keep us in line. What am I saying? She's usually the one who's bringing it off the rails in the first place. Uh, she has the day off today, uh, checkup day at the Mayo Clinic, just a routine thing. So uh, she'll be back Monday. Dave, we were discussing when's the last time we did a full week, Monday through Friday, with the both of us uh, together. It has to, I, I don't even think November. State Fair? Might be the State Fair, the Fall Classic. But it has been uh, quite a while. We started the show talking about great investments because the Bezos family gave their brother Jeff 10000 to start Amazon. That 10000 turned into well over a billion, with a B, dollars now. And we were asking people, what's been the greatest investment you've made? Not necessarily a financial one, unless you want to brag about that, go ahead. But just in a, a purchase. Or uh, Dr. Abraham had a great answer about investing in relationships. That's a good one. Pets is a great one. Getting a pet. So what is it for you? You can keep those texts coming in. 651-461-9226. And coming up a half an hour from right now, Dave, Tim Lammers with the best shows of 2023. It's going to be such a good time. From right now. So many headlines. So little time. Adam and Jordana now tackle some of the other big stories making news in this fast break segment. This is Quick Takes. Computer keyboards are making room for an artificial intelligence chat button. Oh. As Microsoft unveils its first major keyboard redesign in three decades, starting this month, some new personal computers that run Microsoft's Windows 11 operating system will have a special Capilot key, I guess that's what they're calling it, that launches the giant's AI chatbot. Uh, Adam, do you think this is the future? Do you think soon we'll all have an AI chatbot button right on our... Yes, we're going to... I think the keyboards will be passe eventually. It might be like a virtual keyboard or whatever it is, or you just be able to write, you know? Yeah. I'm moving my hands like I'm writing. Uh, but this is funny. This is what this was Steve Simpson's uh, investment typing class back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, also, it leads to an interesting question, and I'm sure there's a great answer for this. I'm sure I've heard it at one point, but why the keyboard is laid out as it is? Why isn't, you know, in order? Oh, do you know the answer to that off the top of your head? I believe it has to do with what letters are frequency more commonly of keys, used yes. and where your hands naturally fall on a keyboard. Frequent, so, fre- like the Z and the Q, for example, are, are both on corners. Yep, where you they're rarely be, used. Yeah, it'd be like a farther reach for the hand. All right, it's ergonomics. But yeah, I can see totally that. I mean, already we have now like a virtual where you have a virtual keyboard where people can just mm-hmm. put the glasses on and type. You know, nothing. But yeah, it's. So will you. And we have voice to text, so yeah. pretty soon, yeah, the keyboard will be obsolete. If that makes any sense. Oh, well, yeah, you're saying. Well, yeah, but what I just told you is there's going to be an extra key to your keyboard. Oh, an extra key. So it's just. Oh, like I don't get. Okay. Next to, between the shift and the alt is an AI key that you hit. Oh. And it, 
goes straight to the AI chatbot that oh. Microsoft has. So that's just one key, and then yep. so cheating will be easier than ever before. Yeah, it's like a little oh. shortcut to that. Weird. But you're saying you think the entire I think keyboards keyboard. will really yeah. Okay. yeah the keyboard. I mean this. There's no way. This How is will be I enter if I need to write a email? You'll figure How? it out. Enter. You hit okay, just enter. think of it. Think you'll of think. It. You'll probably be able to think. Wow. And it'll know it. And the robots will take over and we're all dead anyway. So what does it matter? Dear friends, I hope you find this email yeah, well. I hope you find <laughs> hope you find yourself well in this email. Uh, TGI Fridays is closing yeah, 36 underperforming locations across the U.S. When you think of TGI Friday, what do you think of? Restructuring. I think of that there's a movie that you think I should be thinking no, of right now. I'm no, I'm thinking of a product. Oh, a menu item. Oh. If you think of TGI Fridays, text me right now before I say it. You know what Can it I is. Guess? Yeah, guess. Potato skins? Potato skins. Okay, there we go. Absolutely. Those, oh. I mean, the terrible for you, but man, oh. good potato Those skins. Bacon and cheese oh, yeah, on them and everything. Filled in, mm. sour cream on there, chives. I'm sorry, I interrupted them. Oh, that's okay. So they're going away? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, they're closing 36 underperforming locations. Most of them are on the East Coast, and uh, this won't impact the seven locations here in the Twin Cities. Adam, when's the last time you've been to a TGI Friday? I don't <laughs> I'll tell you. We used to, at the vending machine here, maybe they still do. I haven't checked. We used to have the TGI Fridays branded yes. potato skin potato chips, chips. yes. Which were always pretty, pretty delicious they are pretty as well. Good. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I was yeah. at a TGI Friday. Usually they're in a mall, so you'd stop in a mall yeah. at a TGI Fridays. I can't tell you the last time I've been in a TGI Fridays. It just seems like TGI Fridays like wants to be Applebee's, but they're not. And well, they were before Applebee's. I well, think. yeah, I guess. But... I mean, bravo to Applebee's for keeping it fresh and sticking around. Yes, Applebee's has been around for quite a while, and they've done very, very they've well. They've done very well, and you see like TGI Fridays go away. You've seen, you know. Chilies. There's still a few chilies around, but not many. No. So bravo to Applebee's. Yeah. We take anything away from today's show. Bravo to bravo. Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, the Gopher men's basketball team topped that? the Michigan Wolverines, seventy-three, seventy-one. Five Gophers in double digits as they fended off uh, numerous Wolverine attacks, including a, a Wolverine shot. Fended right off Wolverine the, uh, attack. Yes. Right at the buzzer that did not fall to would have forced an overtime. Gophers have now won six in a row and are eleven and three. Adam, are you excited? Are you buying in? Is this Gopher team for real? Uh, well, considering it's the start of the season, and then I watched like the first half of the, their game against maybe Florida Atlantic. It was, and it was like almost unwatchable. And I think a lot of us probably thought. You know they're going to be at the bottom of the Big Ten, so they're surprising. You know what? Enjoy it, and I guess maybe the lower standards makes us appreciate more. But that's not a bad record. Now, tip. There's a lot of basketball obviously left to be played before March and March Madness. But boy, you, Ben Johnson seems like a likable guy, and you hope for the best for him. And maybe you never know. Maybe they squeak into the uh, into the NCAA tournament. Big win though, but win in Michigan. It's always a tough place to play. Well, later in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the third anniversary of January 6th, which Mm -hmm. is coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow. But that's not the only violent event that's happened on January 6th. Tomorrow will also be the one-year anniversary of the violent event that took place at a Duncan location 
in Florida when a man walked into the bathroom where the oh, toilet exploded <laughs> and sprayed debris, including feces Fecal and matter, yeah. all over him. That, according to a lawsuit, the man is seeking uh, $50,000 of damages in a lawsuit filed. I think he's lowballing it. We have a woman suing for $5 million because her pumpkins, her... Reese's pumpkins didn't have faces on it. This guy's only asking for fifty grand for an exploding toilet, buddy. He needs a better attorney. He did go ask right after it happened, and an employee confirmed that they knew there was an issue with said toilet, which may there you go help him in his case. I don't know that I have a question. I just uh, I just story. wanted to bring anything up else an exploding toilet story. Yes, yep, <laughs> exploding toilet. That uh, that would not be good. No. Can you imagine? You hope it well. happens right away, and that's like after the fact. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think it's exploding because it's been used too much or clogged. Yeah, yeah, Ugh, not good. Okay. Uh, by the way, just to recap some of our uh, stuff here, uh, the back in the day, a manual typewriters, the QWERTY keyboard kept the keys from slamming into each other. Uh, the quirky keyboard is designed to slow down typists. There was a problem back when manual typewriters were used. The typist would jam the typewriter by typing too quickly. The design slowed them down to prevent jamming. Oh. Uh, TZ keyboard, also called the Swiss keyboard, is used in German-speaking countries. The Izerti keyboard is used predominantly in France and Belgium. I had no idea about all this keyboard info. Typewriter is all typed on the top. Roll the alphabet on a keyboard. I don't know what that means. And then someone says, yeah, keyboards will go away, then come back in 20 years when your grandchildren decide that they're cool again. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, would you take your friends on your honeymoon? That's my question. Maybe you did. 651-461-9226. It's the buddy moon, and yes, it's a real thing. <laughs> we get all kinds of texts. I was just shocked here. Uh, we'll get to the buddy moon in a second here, but my question, my overarching question for the show today was what investments have you made that uh, paid off. And I'm not just talking about fin- if you have a financial investment, great. Somebody talked about the uh, the cheap uh, house. Well, not cheap, but the discount they got on a house on Lake Minnetonka that's now worth much more money than they paid for it. Um, but mine was like just my investment in my, my personal health and fitness that's kind of carried me through for the last 20 so years. Just got this text, though. And if you got one, chime in 651-461-9226. Be careful what you wish for. I cheated my family out of my investments I might have spent on them. Now I must pull it out of my required minimum distribution, which will knock me into the next tax bracket and cost me an extra $150 in Medicare. Okay. Uh, so the buddy moon, it's something I've never heard of. And here on the radio, here's a little trick. But here's a little peek behind the curtain. We like to find like terms or we like to find little quirky stories that might have happened to one person. And we we make generalizations like, this is sweeping the nation. And this might be one of those cases. But I stumbled on, on an article in The Guardian uh, about buddy moons. Obviously, you have a honeymoon. You get married. You go on a honeymoon. Some people delay the honeymoon uh, or go right away. What about you, Dave? Did you go right? Now, obviously, you've traveled so many spots. Did you... Right away after the wedding, go on your honeymoon, and did you wait for a while? Uh, right away, but uh, like I think Tuesday morning, Saturday wedding, we left yep. Tuesday morning, so we had some time to. You can know, I, can I ask family. where you went? Yeah, sure. We went to Mexico. 
Yeah, so kind of a I. classic like Mexico all inclusive. That's what we did too. My first marriage, uh, Heidi and I went to an all inclusive uh, Mexican uh, resort. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Yeah, they're great. Um, but yeah, well, I think we left a day or two after. Yeah. Wedding. Now Jen and I got married in Las Vegas, so we were kind of on a honeymoon. <laughs> um, but we didn't really have. We traveled together quite a bit in many different spots, so we never really had a designated quote unquote honeymoon. But apparently a buddy moon is a thing where you don't just go as a husband and wife, but you bring your friends or family with you. Uh, there's a wedding hub called Hitched. It's an online uh, website. Online website. Very good. It's a website. And apparently one-fifth of couples intending to get married would consider having a buddy moon where you would bring I assume your friends and family. Maybe you bring your whole wedding party. To me, that doesn't sound enjoyable to me. To me, that's a destination wedding. Do the destination wedding. And by the way, if I could do it again, <laughs> I don't want. But Jen and I did a destination wedding. Unfortunately, we were just the we were the only ones at the destination. But like, if my girls, when they get uh, of age to get married, I would totally encourage them do a destination wedding. Absolutely, you know. P- I I think those are fantastic. I think that's great. I don't see the, the if you want to do the traditional route of getting married in a church, great. But do the destination wedding. But as far as the honeymoon, though, I, I don't see any kind of need for bringing friends and family along. I think especially if it's the traditional honeymoon, which is what we both had. You on your first marriage, we, you know, you're a couple days after the marriage, you're yep. leaving to go to Mexico. Yeah, to turn that into a group outing, I think is. I think would be weird. I think the whole point of that is you've just spent months and months of lead up and planning and uh, pre parties and showers and the rehearsal dinner. And then it leads up to this big event and it all happens and it's fun and you open the yeah. gifts. And then, well, you're just starting your life together. You want yes. to get away from all of that exactly. to be together. Now, that being said, the idea of doing a fun trip with a group of my best friends, that is very appealing. Of course. But I think that's more of, that's a year later, or yes. that's a summer thing, or that's even an anniversary trip. I could see doing that. Like, hey, we're going to celebrate our tenth anniversary. Yep. We're going to invite us. some of the folks that were instrumental in our mm-hmm. lives on that. Like, that makes sense. But to do it, yeah, right away, right after the right wedding, away, a wedding is about. Come on, weird, yeah. be honest. The honeymoon is about going to a destination. Usually, it's a warm beach spot. It's about getting down. It's about having sex. It's about you know, commensurating the. Uh, uh, what what's the word I'm trying to? Think? I don't know, but commensurating? No, that's uh, what do you? It's it's another yeah, c word where you kind of make it official. Um, Again, if Jordana were here, she'd be rolling her eyes, and then she'd correct us about the right word: consummate. Consummating the marriage. Yes. That's what the honeymoon is about. And you don't want friends and family around because then somebody's going to want it. Well, what time are we going to dinner? Oh, what are you? Leave them alone. That's the point. Also, I think I've heard of this before where somebody will like, hey, let's go surprise them. We'll also book a room. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't want to like, hey, we'll book a room. We'll, we'll be there and we'll show up one night. Hey, we're here too. No, don't do that. Although I will say on my first honeymoon in Mexico, it was our last full day there and I'm sitting there eating and here's a guy from my high school. He's my, my buddy's, one of my best friend's brother, just walks through the cafeteria. I'm like... And like it's one of those moments where you're like, that can't be him, but it looks somebody just like him. 
It was him. I was like, hey, what's going on? He was like, totally, hey, how's it going? Like, like it wasn't a big deal to him. Like, hey, we're in thousands of miles away from our home, and there you are. Um, but no. Uh, the buddy moon to me doesn't sound like uh, it's a great thing. Texer says here, destination weddings don't seem to be a great idea to me. Put high expectations on people who want to come to the wedding if they can't afford it. That's a bummer. That's true. Uh, somebody else says destination weddings are selfish. Why cause extra expenses? I think if you're doing a destination wedding, though, you're deciding to drop the number of people you're inviting. Exactly. Right? You're not doing a 300 person wedding right. in wherever, Tahiti or something. And I don't call I don't think it's selfish. It's, you know, we don't. S- selfish is. Who's the wedding I, I about? Think, that's what I'm saying. Selfish is like, well, where, uh, why can't I be involved in your big day? You should be spending all this money so that we can all show up and celebrate. Yeah. No. That's not what the wedding, the a marriage between a man and a woman isn't about the actual ceremony and the reception. It's about two people falling in love and spending the rest of their lives together. And if they want to do that at a destination wedding, so be it. Now, you could argue, okay, when you get back, have a party for everybody else. You could argue that. Another people, I was. I guess I'm way off on this. People are hammering me for my take on destination weddings. Adam, would you pay for travel for guests at the wedding? No, but that's what we want to do. Adam, you're a smut peddler. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, anyway, uh, 1029, News Talk 830 WCCO. Tim Lammers, speaking of smut peddlers, Tim <laughs> Lammers, I mean, the kind of movies he wants us to watch every week. Oh, boy. Uh, Tim will join us next. Tim's got his picks for best movies of 2023, and I have no idea what they are. So we'll find out together next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now on Adam and Jordana, let's talk movies and streaming with the foremost expert, Tim Lammers. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com and get more of Tim's work at directconversations.com. There he is, Mr. Sunshine. Hi, Mr. Sunshine. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. You talking to me? I'm talking to you, punk. <laughs> I call. I say, Dave just called Does me out. Like a different person than last week. Yes, you sound much better, much healthier. Well, I shouldn't say better because the pipes were good last week with the cold. I know. I know. You miss I, it, right? I envy people like you, Adam, with the good pipes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, somebody just texted me, called me a smut peddler for some reason on, on the text uh, well, line. It, it has to do with the pipes, I guess. You know, if I, I'd read smut, you know, like books on tape, I'd probably make a good living doing that. You could do, you could do, you could cut the, uh, uh, porn trailers. You could be the voiceover guy. (laughs) In a world world. where clothing was optional. (laughs) (laughs) How Uh, are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? uh, New Year's? I did. Yes. Uh, We went to Mancini's there on uh, West 7th and St. Paul. Great spot for New Year's Eve because you got the Midas Touch, the legendary band that's been at at uh, playing uh, Mancini's for years, 
And then you just got the people who dress to the nines because it's New Year's Eve. And I love it. Yeah, yeah it was a good cool. night. How about you? What'd you do? Uh, nothing. I fell asleep. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you know what? It's a tradition in the Lammers household. Just because New Year's Eve plays a, a pivotal part uh, two times in the movie, when Harry met Sally, yep. we watch it every New Year's Eve. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's just so much stuff going on. It's, yeah. You know, by the time we get to New Year's, yes. it's like you just want it, to collapse. It's so. a good night to stay home and stay in. Yeah, it, it is. And so. you know what? You don't need to watch the, the, the clock change. You wake up, and it'll be 2024. Exactly. The, the, you know, the, the thing we used to worry about the most of 2024 was how to stop writing 2023 on the checks. checks. But since we don't right. write checks anymore, writing checks. Much, right. all the worries are gone. You know, I'm here, baby. It's 2024. So, so we don't want to... my top five list yes, for, we, for 2023. Yeah, we don't want to forget about 2023 because we saw some great movies. You saw a lot of movies, and uh, you've got your top five. So uh, are we starting with number five, and we'll count down? Yes, we'll do that. And, you know, one thing I want people to remember is that just because you see these lists and they're all of current movies you know the studios do this on purpose mm-hmm. they you know not that they want you to forget about those movies that came out in february and march whatever uh it's just that they hold out the best stuff for award season so that's yep. why those lists are populated with so many of those sorts of films but you know what the, the movie that hung with me just because it's so bat bleep crazy <laughs> and entertaining is John Wick Chapter 4, which comes in at number 5. Um, these movies escalate in madness as they go along. And this is the craziest John Wick yet. Uh, Keanu Reeves, man, he was, he was born for this yes. role. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if you had seen any of the John Wicks. No, before. we we talked about this. I remember when yes. you you reviewed this the first time, and I remember you know I haven't seen any, and then I was saying you know what I need to, and I need to. I still haven't yet because we talked about Keanu Reeves too, and about how underrated of an actor he is. He really is, and you know this is more of a this doesn't re, it doesn't really take too much. Sure, require. I, I was trying to say too much of uh you know the acting skills but look it's all it's all rooted in this tragedy right so you do get some of that um so i would suggest that if you haven't seen any of the john wick films obviously don't start with four start with number one Mm -hmm. so you get a good idea of what these are all about so number five john wick four number four this is a very complex, complicated film, but when a film hangs with you for as many days as this one did, Oppenheimer, mm. you got to put it on your list, right? I mean, this is this was a this it's a historical um, you know, about a, a historical event, perhaps one of the most significant events of our lifetime, yeah, right? Um, so. You know, it takes a guy like Christopher Nolan to get a movie like this made. How often would you see a historical epic about somebody, you know, developing nuclear weapons for the big screen, unless James Bond was involved or something like that? You know, it it, it just takes us back and really gives you pause. It gave J. Robert Oppenheimer pause Mm -hmm. when, you know, he helped develop these uh, the the A-bomb. And and then afterwards, it, he realized the gravity of what he had done, and he sort of changed his stance, and everybody turned their back on him. Yep. Not everybody, but a lot of people. 
Uh, so it, it, it's a movie that kind of shows both sides, you know, leading up to the big event, but also afterwards. And it, it and and it's sort of the way that it's structured. You get both of that story, both stories leading up to it, and that's why it's complex. Yeah, I, but, have, uh, I haven't seen this one yet either. This one I definitely am going to see because I, I almost went and saw it in the theater just actually two weeks ago. It was like playing. It was still playing at a theater, and it's something I got distracted and had to do something else. But I definitely will see that. Yeah, and I should also mention because we do talk about streaming on on this program. Yes, we do. That, you know, digital uh, video. Uh, you can get John Wick Four on digital video. You can get Oppenheimer on digital video, or you can buy the DVD and and the Blu-ray as well. And don't be surprised if it might still be playing in some theaters that it comes back because obviously it's going to get a boatload of Oscar nominations coming up here shortly. So number four, Oppenheimer. Number three, we have Sound. Mr. Josephson. Those days are the finest, wealthiest, and most beautiful people on God's earth. They outsmart everybody. They have the say. Who gets the oil? Son, I got a question. You like women? <laughs> That's my weakness. <laughs> well, we mix these families together, and that estate money flows the right direction. It'll come to us. Shomikasi. That's how you are. I don't know what you said, but it must have been Indian for handsome devil. <laughs> oh yeah, this is. Have a, you seen this one? I yet? haven't seen. No, this is another one on the list that I got to watch before the B, the big awards come out. So yeah, Killers of the Flower yep. Moon, another I would say historical epic. It chronicles the murders of several tribal members of Oklahoma's Osage Nation reservation after oil was discovered. And you heard Robert De Niro's voice there. He is seemingly a guy that is friendly with the Native Americans there, but really there's some sinister things going on, mainly uh, people like Leonardo DiCaprio saying, you know, if you marry this woman, she has oil rights. Uh, so these oil rights will eventually be yours. Well, that happened not only with DiCaprio, but uh, a lot of other white men that did this. And these women turned up dead, mm -hmm. mysteriously, some not so mysteriously. But, you know, you got to remember in the time period, who's going to push back? Who's going to do anything about it? So part of it is about that pushback. I think it, you know, obviously becomes clear about what's going on. And that's where we get a, a wonderful actor named Jesse Plemons, who you've probably seen oh, sure. before come on in yep. and uh, investigate this sort of stuff. But, yes, DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone plays his wife, Robert De Niro, uh, and three and a half hours long, mm -hmm. if you need to parse it out over three nights once you see it on video, whatever. <laughs> I made it through with two bathroom breaks. <laughs> 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 one was a bathroom break, a bona fide, legitimate one. The other one was Taylor Swift's movie was playing way too loud in the theater next door. So I thought, while I'm up and complaining, I might as well go to the bathroom again. So Really? Yeah. It you was, could hear it, the movie next door? Oh, yeah, because it was, it was Taylor Swift's concert oh. movie. Oh, so everybody's screaming and everything? Well, it was just, just too loud. music. Yeah. I, you know, I can't, it, it was a daytime thing. I can't imagine a full screening at night. What yeah. that would There's a concert going on next door. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I complained. So that's why I got up twice for this. But I would say it's a one-bathroom movie. <laughs> but that's the advantage of seeing... Depending, uh, on, depending on how old movie. you are. Depending on how old you are. It's, yes, yes. one yeah, yeah, don't think of anything. No funny business. Don't bring a whizinator in or anything like that. Okay? 
Ontario Smith reference. I love it. The yeah, wi- there you go, baby. I don't forget stuff. You hear a word like I, Well, how can you forget you Wizenator? Forget I mean, how can you get forget? <laughs> I think about it every time I go through to airport customs, I'm thinking, oh, geez, <laughs> Ontario Smith. All right, now we're getting off track here. Now, now you, those are we're two. Like we'll get back on track. Well, four and three for some pretty big movies, so I'm anticipating what we've got at the top two here. And this is the part where you're thinking, oh, Tim, you're just predictable. You're so predictable. No, I'm not, because number two is a deeply emotional South Korean film called Past Lives. This is such an enormously powerful Mm. film. It transcends any sort of issues you might have with subtitles. Again, I was born for subtitles because you knew eventually I was going to go deaf from all those rock concerts, and you knew that I'd be reading subtitles on virtually everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not a big deal for me to watch foreign films, right? Yep, me neither. Uh, You you have this couple, uh, their childhood sweethearts, Greta Lee and T.O.U., they play these childhood sweethearts. Uh, the girl moves from South Korea to Toronto first with her family and then eventually uh, to New York. Uh, over 20 years later, they start getting back in touch with one another, and you discover that those sorts of bonds that you form in your youth never are truly broken. Right. Now, you might say, well, is this about all about, you know, your first lover? Yeah, I guess it could be about first love, but it also could just be about um, just people you formed bonds with. And I've been telling other people, you know, it's pretty amazing going to my 40th class reunion here in the fall and just instantly reconnecting with all these people that I grew up with. That bond has never been broken. So, you know, it it can affect you in different sorts of ways. Yes, it could be about that one girlfriend, that first girlfriend or whatever, but it could be about much more than that. And it's the sort of thing that you can just really feel it in your bones when you're watching this movie. It's an incredible movie. So I guess the long and short of it is, is that it's relatable. And any good film, if they're going to do anything to get you interested, is going to get you to relate to it. And and that's the sort of thing I guess I didn't expect. You don't expect to relate to a film that's in a different language and subtitles, but you really do. And that that's so amazing that that's why I had to put Past Lives at number two. Love it. Number one, I have talked about this a lot. David, sound please. Every year at Barton Academy, students, faculty, and staff depart the campus for a two-week winter break. But there are always an unfortunate few who have nowhere to go for the holidays. They're known as the holdovers. Mr. Hunnam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? That's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle it, Tully. Love it. Love it. It I saw it over the... You know, I really did consider, you know, I knew it was a top five film, but when I realized that it's all I'm talking about, when I realized how funny it is, but also so deeply poignant, I mean, it's such a rare combination that you get that in a film like this. And again, I guess ultimately a film that you can relate to, Um, you know, it's about family, really. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, being set over Christmas time, the most important time of year, really, I think, for family to come back together. But then you got these three people that don't have any family Mm -hmm. that they can rely on and to form this makeshift family and to find hope in dark times. 
it's just it it just really excels on all levels. The cast is phenomenal. Paul Giamatti, Divine Jerry Randolph, they got to be locked for Oscar nominations. Yep. It'll be a travesty if they're not nominated, and I'm really hoping the big surprise nominee will be this first-time actor, Dominic Sessa, as the holdover student, whom this film is all centered around. So, yeah, it's on Peacock right now, and you can stream it for free. It's a relatively cheap streaming service. Get Peacock for a month just to see this movie. It's that great of a film. I loved it. Saw it uh, last week, and uh, yes, I loved every second of it. And yeah, the the kid is fantastic. I call him a kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a young man, but yeah, it's just you know, especially when you get these young actors that you don't really know, aren't aware of, and they just have such an impression on you. They're like, man, that I can't wait to see what his next project is. Yeah, and, and the, the interesting thing is, you you get these films that. Obviously, a lot of money is sunk into them, but this is a smaller film, so they can afford to take risks like this. And so you don't need to put the hot actor of the day in it. Yep. You can get a guy like Dominic Sessa, who, as it turns out, actually uh, auditioned when he was going to a boarding school, which is the actual boarding school you see in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, and isn't that just amazing how you're transcended back to, it transcends time. I mean, you, you're back in the 1970s mm-hmm. with this movie, which is really cool as well. So I hope I didn't overhype it for you, Adam. Not at all. Not at all. It's, uh, I loved it. You know what I overhyped? I overhyped Maestro for <laughs> Jordana. She didn't like it. Uh, I liked really? it, but she didn't like it. Nope. She just didn't like it, but I get that. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I will say, and we'll talk about this whenever she decides to be on the air. Right, I know. I've, there's something going on between you two. What's going on there? Change text. I did wish her a happy Hanukkah yeah. uh, and, and Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas. So she did answer that. So I guess I'm still kind of on <laughs> good terms with her. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. But but we can talk about Maestro more in depth again next week. We obviously reviewed it. I think I'm probably more impressed with the performances than the movie as yes. a whole yep but yeah i mean there's no question that uh jordana's on the wrong side here buddy <laughs> I, I've, I've i you got a great list especially the uh your your number two picture there that sounds yeah, like something i mean that i hadn't heard about and now i'm definitely it's going to be on my radar i got a lot of things to watch and that's a great thing about award season i mean you know you're going to see movies like this and you're going to say well i'm disconnected i this is just an artsy fartsy i don't care about this but you really do discover how much you relate to these movies. Just because it's a small movie doesn't mean it's going to affect you in some sort of emotional way. And this one certainly did. Thank and, you. And again, past lives, and you can rent that uh, on digital. Tim, I'll always enjoy our chats. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Tim Lammer, streaming and movie reviews, brought to us by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com, and you can hear more from Tim at directconversations.com. that'd be your Linda's construction time check. Time to invest in Infinity for Marvin Windows. Receive 50% off installation labor. Boy, our listeners, some of them are so attuned. Yes. I talked about how I wanted to go see Oppenheimer in the theater, and you know what derailed me from that? That's when I had to go buy the buffoon at noon, a sandwich. Oh, that's right. And then he complained about it because I didn't put any condiments on it. You know, you can no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. I don't see him bringing us any sandwiches anytime. Yeah, right. I mean, and I wouldn't complain that there are no condiments on it.
Put your own condiments on it. That's why uh, somebody's got a must. Butch, we should tackle that topic too. By the way, at some point, if you buy mustard and put it in a refrigerator at your work, yeah. do you assume that other people are using the mustard? Oh, well, that's a good topic. I think it depends on if you label it or not. I suppose if you write your name on it, then it's different. I'm still using it though. Come on, you're going to miss a little thing of mustard, a little squirt of mustard. Well. I think if their name is on it, you might use it, but you're probably not going to admit to using it. Correct. <laughs> I might have make done sure, that. Make sure no one's I in the kitchen before that. you use it. Six five one four six one. Speaking of you know being a slob and using somebody else's mustard, I also want to hear next hour what you're going to do on oh, my this bat- weekend because yeah, you're it this home, alone, home alone, bachelor. Uh, just me and the dogs. You know, get into all sorts of trouble. Oh yeah, you know me, kegger. <laughs> I'm going to have a kegger. Get a keg. For the garage? Yeah, just for yourself. Though. Just You're for myself. Right. Over. Well, I, I, I'd invite people, but they wouldn't show up. So that, that would be it. Uh, somebody also texting in because Tim mentioned that the uh, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is three and a half hours. Oof. was two potty breaks. Somebody says, just get Motorman's Friend. <laughs> you know, that's all, that like a catheter like thing a that ca- truckers yeah. use Oof. so you don't have to stop. I think with... I just use a popcorn bucket, but yeah. <laughs> oh, same kind of idea. I think with the movies that are that long, you know, some of these movies that are two and a half, three, three and a half hours, when they come out on streaming, they should just split them up for you into three episodes. Yeah. And make it or into a mini. You can just do that yourself. Though. You can do it yourself, but like if they did it for you so that you found like the right break time to yeah. turn it into X right. amount of episodes. I uh, think that's what, that's what they're kind of doing now anyways. Like they're, cause we've seen, we've gone from like, you know, six or seven episode series to like three episode yeah. series. Yeah. Basically, I think those are movies that they say, let's split it up. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.